We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We talk Houston sports. We talk all kinds of sports, and we're about to do that right now. Uh, let's talk about the MLB trade rumors in Major League Baseball. Uh, let's talk about Nick Castellanos. Uh, the, who is with the Philadelphia Phillies. Philly slugger Nick Stalianos has seen his name pop up on the rumor mill this week with Mark uh, Feinson of MLB.com reporting that the team is open to moving him in a potential trade. There's no indication any deal is closed at this time. Frankly, it's only na uh, natural that the Phillies would be opening to moving Castellanos. He's entering the third season of a five-year, $100 million contract and has not played up to expectations to this point. I remember when the Houston Astros on one time tried to get Wilson Contreras, who's a catcher, and he actually went to uh, – he came from the Cubs, but he actually went to the Cardinals. Uh, that was last year. He's entering uh, – this is Castellanos now. He's entering the third season of a five-year, $100 million contract and has not performed in his expectations. Castellanos – sorry if I mispronounced that. Two, uh, 2023 campaign, uh, he averaged about .272, .311, .476, and 29 homers was far better than his 2022 season. 13 home runs, but it still wasn't anywhere close to the standout uh, production he turned in with the Reds during the final season in Cincinnati, which he had th uh, 34 homers. Um, let's see here. Uh, Castellanos has never graded as even an average defender in the outfield, and his two seasons in Philadelphia haven't changed that. He's played just over uh, 2,300 innings in right field with the Phillies and been dying, uh, excuse me, dinged for 17 defensive runs saved. Ultimate zone ratings pegs him at minus 20.2, and StatCast has him at 19 outs below average. Wow. So will he, uh, will he be able to go somewhere else? Who knows? Uh, with any free agent signing, the Phillies were surely most interested in the first few years of the long-term deal to which they inked Castellanos. He's played out his age 30 and age 31 seasons in red pinstripes and is now heading into his age 32 campaign. As he moves into his mid-30s, it stands to reason that Castellanos' his defense is only slipped further. His average sprint speed, as measured by StatCast, uh, dipped from 27.7 feet per second in 2022 and 27.2 uh, feet per second in 2023. The checks did a 46th percentile of MLB players, and his arm strength is 83.5 miles per hour, per hour average on his throws. Tied for 142nd out of 152 qualified outfielders. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where uh, Nick Castellanos ends up. Will he stay with the Philadelphia Phillies? Will he stay with the red pinstripes? Who knows? Philadelphia Phillies almost made it to uh, the World Series before they got eliminated by the Arizona Diamondbacks at National League Championship Series. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Let's move on. Let's move on real quick. Na uh, here we go. The Washington Nationals. Nationals add uh, Gerard Parra, Chris Johnson, the coaching staff. So we got some coaching stuff here. The Nationals announced their coaching staff for the 2024 season on Friday, confirming their previous reporting hire of bench coach Miguel Cairo, and uh, also revealing that former big leaguers Gerard Parra and Chris Johnson will be on manager. Davey Martinez staff next year. Parra, who played a key role with the Nationals in their World Series championship 2019 season, I'll try not to go into that too much because they faced off against my Houston Astros, uh, will be the team's first base coach. Johnson, who spent the 2023 season and assisted hitting coach with the Chicago White Sox, will hold the same role in Washington. Para, who's 36, spent parts of a dozen seasons in the big leagues between the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, uh, the Washington Nationals, 
the Milwaukee Brewers, and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the Orioles, in addition to one season with the Baltimore Orioles, in addition to one season with Japan's uh, Yurimari Giants in 2020. So he went to Japan for a second, left Major League Baseball in America, and went to Japan for a second to play for the Giants, uh, Yurimari Giants out there. He spent, or excuse me, he coached for him. He spent half the 2019 season with the Nats, but played a significant role in their Cinderella run in a to a World Series title. Because I remember they were the Washington Nationals were wild card team that year, operating as a key bench piece for Martinez and enduring himself both to the fan base and the clubhouse as a veteran leader. Barr famously co-opted Baby Shark as his walk-up music and as a celebration rallying cry for the Nats that year. He returned for a second stint with the Nats, the Washington Nationals, in 2021 before calling it quits as a player and joined the team's front office as a special assistant. Uh, Johnson, 39, retired as a player after the 2019 season. He spent parts of eight years in the majors between Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, the Arizona Card, or excuse me, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Cleveland um, uh, Cleveland Guardians uh, now, and Miami, the Miami uh, Marlins, battling a combined 2.75.313.404 with 63 homers and just shy of 3,000 plate appearances. His last contract was a minor league deal with the Chicago White Sox, who hired him as their AAA hitting coach prior to the 2021 season. He served in that role until joining the big league staff this past season. Uh, the Sox opted not to bring Johnson back for the 2024 campaign with Daryl Van Schuen of the Chicago Sun-Times wrote. Um, so we'll see. We'll see, uh, we'll see what, they, uh, what the Nationals can do in this coming year. You know, they have a whole new coaching staff, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Let's move on real quick. Let's move on to another free agent. Free agent right-hander Luis Severino is drawing plenty of attention around the league, reports from Brendan Cootie of the Atlantic. As many as eight teams have made their interest known, though uh, Cuddy, it might be Brandon Cuddy, sorry about that. Cuddy says that Yankees aren't believed to be one of them. Severino will be an interesting bounce-back candidate in the winter's market as he previously was one of the best pitchers in the game, but his recent struggles should significantly hamper his market. Over 2017 and 2018, he made 63 starts and logged 384, uh, two-thirds inning with a 3.18 earned run average. He struck out 28.8% of batters faced and walked just 6.2% of them while keeping 45.8% of balls in play on the ground. Uh, Fangraphs, who reported this, calculated his worth 11 wins about replacement over the two-year span with only four pitchers ahead of him in that category, which is Texas Rangers, Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, Jacob deGrom, and Corey Clover. Going into 2019, the Yankees locked him up with a four-year, $40 million contract with a $15 million option for 2023. Unfortunately, he was injured for most of the uh, next three seasons. In 2019, he was only able to make three starts due to shoulder and lat injuries. Then Tommy John surgery uh, wiped out his 2020 and most of his 2021 season. In 2022, he again dealt with lat issues, but was able to throw 102 innings over 19 starts with a 3.18 ERA, then a couple more starts in the postseason. The Yanks, the Yankees, the New York Yankees, felt good enough with the return to trigger the option, but 2023 didn't go well. Um, another lat strain kept him out of action until May, and an oblique strain ended the season in September. In between, he tossed 89 one-third innings with a 6.65 ERA, 
His strikeout rate dropped to 18.9% after being at 27.7% last year, which was pretty close to his peak. Uh, yeah, despite his rough season, it's understandable that teams would still be intrigued, though it appears that Yankees may not be one of them. They will likely pursue some kind of starting pitcher based on their current rotation. Garrett Cole is likely to grab a Cy Young next week based on his excellent campaign, but there's little certainly beyond that. Uh, both Carlos Rudon and Nestor Cortez are coming off injury uh, merge seasons. Michael King showed promises, moved from the bullpen to the rotation, but he's still fairly inexperienced as a starter. Uh, so that's what the Yankees have in their rotation right now uh, as far as a problem. Uh, could Luis Severino uh, make it way to the uh, blue pinstripes of New York, the Big Apple? We'll see. Only time will tell about this. Um, there's also uh, stuff going on that uh, where will uh, Shohei Artate be going to? We'll, uh, you know, we'll see about that. There were rumors that the uh, Texas Rangers were trying to get him, but, you know, we'll see. So um, let's see right here. S uh, still sticking to the subject of MLB trade rumors. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, the Arizona Diamondbacks, speaking of which, Ron Washington was just named manager of the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, good good for him. Uh, congratulations to the Angels organization. I remember when he, uh, Ron Washington was the uh, one of the guys, he was the manager for the Texas Rangers when they took him to his first World Series, I believe back in 2010, 2011, um, against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, so the Los Angeles Angels just hired him, so congratulations to Ron Washington. The Angels, Diamondbacks, and Reds are among the teams that have expressed early interest in Jaimir Candelario, reports John Hyman of the New York Post. The Giants are also in the third-base mix per Hyman, though it's not clear if they're targeting Candelario specifically. Uh, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks is the most straightforward of the three teams. Uh, even uh, Evan Longoria hit free agency, leaving the Snakes with the third base uh, group headlined by Emmanuel Rivera, Jace Peterson, and rookie Jordan Lawler. The latter is one of the sport's most talented prospects, but has only 30 games above the double A level. Neither Rivera nor Peterson bring much to the table offensively, with both having particularly poor second halves. Candelario. Uh, would be a clear offensive boost. The switch hitter combined for a .251, .336, .471 line with 22 home runs and 576 plate appearances between the Nationals and the Chicago Cubs this year. While a dismal year in 2022 led to a non-tender from the Tigers, Detroit Tigers, Candelario had been an above-average hitter in three of the last four seasons, going back to 2020. He sports a... 254.329.437 mark. If Lauder steps into an everyday role at third base or shortstop, pushing Gerard Perdomio to the hot corner, Candelaro could see action at designated hitter. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? The production would also be welcome for the Angels, although their internal options have lengthier track records than do Arizona's players. The Halos own, own Anthony Rendon, Anthony Rendon 114 million over the next three seasons. That could lead the organization to shy away from a notable free agent investment for another third baseman. Um, yeah, so, you know, just moving and shaking. Just moving and shaking. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, but there's a lot of moving and shaking in MLB trade rumors. Um, yeah, so, okay, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, Houston Astros real kick. Um, so it says right here how the 2024 outfield might look for the Houston Astros. Uh, let's see here. Hang on a second. So the outfield, they say the outfield looks pretty good. 
Um, there's a payroll rotation, Maldonado, Neris. Uh, let's see here. The Astros advanced to their seventh. They advanced to their seventh consecutive league championship series in 2023, but they fell shy of a third straight World Series bid when the divisional rival, eventually World Series champions, Texas Rangers, knocked them out for the thrilling seven-game series. Uh, they're going to head into the winter through a trio of noble relievers hitting free agency, Hector Neris, Phil Madden, and Ryan Stanek. And with a rotation that's a bit thinned out by the injuries of Lance McCullers Jr., uh, he has a uh, flexure tender surgery, and Luis Garcia, Tommy John surgery. Veteran Michael Branley is also returning to the open market. Uh, despite a plethora of needs and ups and downs of the roster, General Manager Dana Brown openly acknowledged at this week's GM meeting that his team doesn't have a ton of financial flexibility heading into the offseason. Uh, that's unwelcome news for Stroh's fans, though Brown suggests that if the right situation presented itself, owner Jim Crane might push me on his current comfort levels. Uh, and we're known for uh, Jim Crane to do that, Astros owner Jim Crane to do that. As a stand strong rookie performances from likes of Hunter Brown and J.P. France gives Houston a quality group of six stars at which to learn. Reacquired ace Justin Verlander, lefter Framer Valdez, and righties Christian Javier and Jose Acurdi round out the rotation options. Verlander will pitch next season at 41. However, while Valdez and Javier uh, faltered a bit as the year wore on, Javier's rotation spot was skipped a couple times over the summer as he labored through mixed results. Uh, while Valdez turned in a uh, pedestrian 4.64 ERA over his final 99 innings before being rocked for 12 earned runs and 12 postseason frames. Your quaddy spent several months in the injured list and turned in 73 innings of 5.30 ERA ball between the regular season and playoffs combined. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's talk about Forrest Whitley for a minute. He's been stuck in the minor leagues, the Astros farm club. Former top prospect Forrest Whitley also on the 40-man roster posted a 5.7 ERA and 30 triple A frames. So he's been in triple A. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, it says right here, the Strohs and longtime catcher Mark Mondano could continue their relationship. Chandler Rome of the uh, Athletic reports that the two parties have mutual mutual interest in the reunion, adding that Brown has already met with Maladano's agent, Dan Lozano, during this week's GM meeting. The Astros have publicly declared that uh, Yanni Diaz will be their primary catcher in 2024, but as Brown himself spelled out, adding experience backup is a goal. You always need experience backup. Uh... You know, the Astros love Maldonado's work. We'll see if they could still keep him in the MLB trade. So, yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of which, uh, we have the uh, um, – it says right here, the uh, Astros crawfish boil. So we have a crawfish boil coming up. Uh, this reporter from SB Nation um, – Astros crawfish boil November 10th, 2023. So the fans of Houston will have a uh, have a fun time with that. So we'll see. Who will the Astros get as their next manager? Well, we'll see. The interviews have been going up. There've been rumors. There've been rumors that Jeff Bagwell, former Houston Astros and Hall of Fame Hall of Famer player Jeff Bagwell will be will be in the mix, and a few other people will be in the mix. I know a lot of people in Houston want um, Detroit Tigers. Uh, Manager AJ Hinchback. Um, I would probably like that too, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, we just don't know. All right, moving on. Let's talk about uh, a little history segment in the show. Who remembers the 1999 movie Varsity Blues by Paramount Pictures and MTV Films? Um, 
It starred James Vanderbeek as a high school football quarterback. He was actually backup high school football quarterback until um, the starter gets hurt, the golden boy gets hurt, uh, who was played um, by uh, the late, great Paul Walker. Uh, so, yeah, so James Vanderbeek plays Jonathan the Mox Moxon. He played John Moxon, who uh, comes in and takes over season. And he does real well, and he leads the uh, – the West Canaan, the fictional West Canaan, Texas Coyotes to a district championship. Their 23rd district title, right? That's what was in the movie. That's how it was written. It's all, you know, it's all it's a movie, so it's all fictional. But did you know that Vanderbeek is not a very good uh, athlete? Or I should say not a very good quarterback. And he had to be believable as a quarterback. So who did the production hire? They hired former University of Texas quarterback, former Longhorns great, uh, Peter Gardier. Peter Gardier is the only Texas quarterback, the Longhorns quarterback, who played in the Red River shootout and beat Oklahoma his four years while he was playing for the Texas Longhorns. So he was the only starting quarterback his four years of playing for the Texas Longhorns that beat Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Um, he is known for that now. Uh, Gardier went on to... Uh, to uh, I think play in the Canadian League, he wasn't a very big guy. I mean, he was he was a good college quarterback, but and now I heard he's I think doing uh, insurance, selling insurance in Austin. But did you know that since Vanderbeek couldn't really throw the ball, he didn't have the arm strength to throw the long ball. They had they hired uh, Peter Gardier to do, be his double for the action scenes in the football scenes. Uh, so when you see when you watch that movie and you see. Uh, Vanderbeek, who is John Moxon, go back for a pass, and in the wide shots, that's actually Peter Gardier. And when he throws the long, the long ball to Charlie Tweeter, who's played by Scott Todd, that's actually Peter Gardier throwing the long ball to a receiver. So, um, just a little interesting his history fact for you there. You know, um, trick photography, movie magic. You know, make it look like Vanderbeek's doing it. Um, but yeah, so just a little little uh, trick photography. I wanted to tell you guys that you know another history segment portion of our show so yeah uh speaking of which let's talk about cj stroud um of course now we know that cj stroud could be up for the mvp who'd be the second rookie to do it behind jim brown who did it for the cleveland browns he was running back for the cleveland browns in 1957 can cj stroud houston texas quarterback cj stroud do it well we'll see um i think he is a lock possibly to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I say possibly because we never know, right? So um, will he win MVP? You know, it remains to be seen. However, C.J. Stroud was spotted at the Houston Rockets game against the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, in which the uh, Rockets won that game in a pretty good fashion, uh, really uh, blowing out the Los Angeles Lakers. The Rockets have actually won, I think, four straight now, so that's good for them. Uh, keep it up, Houston. Um, the next Houston Rocket uh, game is today at 7 o'clock against the New Orleans Pelicans. But let's go back here for a minute. So, C.J. Strouds at the Houston Rockets game. After the game, after the Rockets blew out the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, he goes up to LeBron James. LeBron James uh, says what's up to C.J. Stroud. They go and hang out after the game and stuff like that, after, you know, LeBron tweeted out uh, CJ's amazing performance during the last game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So really interesting uh, fact there, you know, uh, pretty fun. You know, friends are friends, so we got to 
we got to have a good time there. So uh, it's good for CJ to get this kind of exposure. You know, the Houston Texans, it's good for the Houston Texans and the fans of Houston get this kind of exposure. You know, uh, the Texans and CJ Stroud's performance is all over the internet now. It's on podcast. Uh, Rich Eisen talked about, could CJ Stroud be the MVP? So we'll see about that. Um, but the Houston Rockets are now sixth in the Western Conference. And they had the New Orleans Pelicans tonight uh, at 7 o'clock. On Sunday, November 12th, they had the Denver Nuggets. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's also reported, speaking of LeBron James, it's also reported that Dilla Brooks might have uh, parlayed heel turn during the Memphis Grizzlies Los Angeles Lakers playoff series into a pretty payday with the Houston Rockets in the summer. You know? Uh, this comes from ESPN. Um I think every player that is awarded with a contract is awarded for a reason, and that's worthy of the contract that they get. That's what LeBron James said Wednesday. When asked whether Brooks might have boosted his market value by catching himself as a Lakers star foil. Um, so, you know, there's some moving and shaking in the NBA, so we'll see about that. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I have for our show for today. So, hey, guys, make sure you hit the little subscribe button. Uh Make sure you get on the comments section, you know. Uh, like to hear you guys' opinions about the sports, about Houston sports, about any type of sports. What should I talk about on the next episode? And uh, listen, you guys have a great time. Have a great day. Make sure to uh, make sure to be safe, and we'll talk soon. All right, take care. Bye.